Hey, this is Jared Ballinger from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Hey, this is Shane from Canyon, Texas. Hi, this is Kevin Ferrante from Wichita, Kansas, and you're listening to the Dad Tired Podcast. How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Dad Tired Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Lopes. Join me every Monday as we dive into what it looks like to be men who fall in love with Jesus and help our families do the same. You can learn more about our books, resources, conferences, and even online community by going to dadtired.com. Let's dive into today's episode. All right, guys, welcome back to the Dad Tired Show. Uh, I have to be honest, I am ridiculously excited for today's episode. I feel like I'm going to geek out a little bit. And so uh, when I think about geeking out on fun stuff, I often think about my friend Ethan, who's hanging out with us today. Ethan, how's it going, man? It's going great, man. Uh, The audience will get to know you here in a minute. Brand new dad. Uh, You have just so many skill sets and so many fun things about you. But we'll get into some of that here in a minute. Today, we were talking about prepping, uh, which some people are going to listen to this and be like, dude, Jared, how does this have anything to do with being a dad? How does this have anything to do with being a Christian, a Christian dad? I promise you it will make sense. Uh, What we're going to do is like talk about how Ethan and I kind of dipped our toes into the waters of like prepping, um, where we're at today, what motivated us to even get into that subject matter. Um, then we'll talk about like, what does God have to say about all this? Is this even something that God cares about? Is it from a Christian perspective? Should we even be thinking about prepping for stuff? And then we will end today's episode by talking about our favorite gear. Um, so that being said, we do have, uh, we are recording this. We're trying to record it on a camera in this room. Uh, so it should be on YouTube. Hopefully, fingers crossed, everything goes well. And so you can see some of this cool gear that we're talking about on camera um, but we'll put links to all of it uh, in the show notes. And I've actually created a page just for this episode. It's called dadtire.com forward slash prep, P-R-E-P, dadtire.com forward slash prep, because we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. And I want you to have like a whole hub where you can see the products we use, the Bible verses I reference, everything will be in one page, dadtire.com forward slash prep. You can view all this stuff. But before we dive into all that, I do want to thank my friends over at Louisiana Grills for sponsoring today's episode. I've told you about them before. They are amazing. Uh, Ethan, do you have a grill? Are you a griller? You a barbecue guy? Uh, I do have a grill, but it's nothing fancy. Okay. So. Just, I was intimidated. Very, very intimidated. When I, I uh, actually, we just bought a new house and I was looking at this house. And when we were looking at it, the guy had two smokers on his patio. And I was like, uh, that seems amazing, but super, super intimidating. And cause it, it, it's a, it's a, I've, I've said it before. You kind of feel like you have to have a PhD in like smoking and grilling to, to get it down. But anyway, I, I now have a black label series, Louisiana grill, and it is absolutely amazing. You don't need a PhD. It makes, they make it very, very simple. I kind of think of it as a much fancier and much better tasting like crock pot or Instapot, uh, instant pot. You can put the food in there, set the temperature, uh, it's got Wi-Fi, Bluetooth connectivity in it. I can be sitting in my living room. It tells me how hot the grill is, and it also tells me how hot the food. It's got internal like thermometers I can put in there. Uh, I cook a lot of steak lately, probably an unhealthy amount of steak I've been eating. Ethan, you just... Uh you're a vegan now as of like, <laughs> well, we're trying a 30 day vegan, like lifestyle diet just to see how our bodies feel. And if we notice a difference and we've got a lot of friends and family, like in our sphere that are vegan yeah. and we've kind of felt a little bit of that pure pressure in a healthy way just to try, just to try it and see what happens. Well, so we're two weeks in. You can have some smoked asparagus. 
Which sounds I, good. Actually. <laughs> yeah, sounds heard, you can do veggies on there. It's a uh, this thing is a, it's a it's an amazing. It's an eight in one cooker. You can sear, charcoal, smoke, bake, grill, roast, barbecue, braise, all of that. Uh, what I love is that they. It's a very sophisticated, beautiful machine. Um, but it isn't a price point that most guys can afford. And so when you think through this, you're like, Jared, I would never be able to afford that. It is very affordable. And what's also cool is the uh, Louisiana Grill hooked the dad tired audience up with 10% off these black label grills. If you use promo code dad tired, again, go to dadtired.com forward slash prep or just check the show notes. And we've got a link in there. So you can click that link and then use the promo code dad tired to get 10% off this amazing grill. It also comes with a five year best in class warranty. If you want to be the talk of your town, your family and have the best meat, the best, you can do mac and cheese. You can do pizzas on there. You can do asparagus for my guy, Ethan, mm. who's cooking, eating a lot of veggies lately. <laughs> uh, they've got all kinds of good stuff. So again, check out the show notes on that. Be sure to use promo code dad tired, get 10% off. All right, man. Um, let's talk about prepping. Um, when I think through, uh, prepping on like a, a scale, mm-hmm. uh, let's just say scale of one to a hundred, mm. uh, one being I know nothing about prepping. Okay. And a hundred being I've got a bunker under this room we're yeah. sitting in. Yeah. I hope you do. <laughs> There's a secret <laughs> compartment under this carpet that you can access a, a bunker. And I've got like 10 years of food supply. And, you know, that, that would be a hundred. Okay. Okay. I would say I'm a 15. Okay. What would you say you are? I would say I'm maybe like a 30 to 40. <laughs> Oh dang! But I I don't have I don't have a bunker or anything. Well, no, that would be a hundred. Yeah, but I've, yeah, that's I think where I'd be. Where did you? When were your first thoughts of like prepping, getting ready? Well, I've got a lot of questions, but yeah, when did you first start thinking about this? I feel like it was probably like five to six years ago. Okay, I had a motorcycle, and I ended up actually selling my motorcycle to buy like prepping stuff. Like why? I don't know. I just got super into it, and I felt that like I just dove deep into that kind of category and nerded out. I was on YouTube all the time, researching products and gear and well, if this happened, what would I do and how would that work? And eventually got to a point where I kind of justified a lot of my purchases and stuff like that, because a lot of prepping stuff also fits with backpacking and it fits with hiking and it fits with camping and it fits with all of those things. So I started justifying a lot of my purchases like, Oh, I could use this for backpacking and et cetera, et cetera, which I haven't, I've only been backpacking a couple of times, but it is kind of cool in the sense that a lot of that yep. kind of meshes together, you know? Dude, we're so much alike in a lot of ways. It's freaky. Cause I did the exact same thing with Layla. Layla's like, what are we doing? Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just like, <laughs> we can, if we go camping, most of the stuff is yeah. going to make sense for camping, sure. you know? So, sure. um, yeah, I'm the exact same way. I should also say I have like, I go into deep rabbit trails yes. for short periods of time. Mm. Do you empathize with I, that? <laughs> I definitely understand that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I will like go, I will go just full force. Uh, if I'm into prepping, like, dude, that's all I'm going to talk to anyone mm. I talk to, you know, that's all I'm talking about to everyone for at least a solid month. You know, just like I need uh, everyone to know about prepping. Yeah. In fact, awesome. I was at some friend's house last night and I'm just won't get off the topic of prepping. It's probably cause I knew I was recording this episode, sure. but they're just like, cool, Jared, you know, <laughs> so I was like, well, what else do you guys want? It? Where's your closest water source? Oh you know, my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, all right. um, oh, man. Yeah. So for me, the first, the reason that I first thought about this, okay, I've seen like prepper shows on Netflix sure, or yeah. all that stuff. Um, 
And I've always thought preppers are like, you guys are crazy. Right. You know, you're, you're getting set for doomsday. Right. Nuclear blasts. Yeah. And, and, and there's just stuff that's never going to happen. Waste of money, waste of time. Mm. First time I like it clicked where I took it a little bit more serious was COVID. Really? Because recently then? It was very recently this year. Wow. Um, because they, when you went to the grocery store, when COVID first yeah. hit, and I remember going to Target and seeing full on empty shelves. Yeah. Like you could not find toilet paper. Right. You could not find rice. Like rice, the rice shelves have been cleared out. There yeah. were no beans. Lentils. Yeah. Lent, all yeah. Sorts of stuff. All the, the pastas were gone. Flour, sugar, yeast. It, um, yeah. Tons. I'm like, what in the world? Like yeah. what would we actually do if this sustains? If this sustains like three weeks when my family's like dead. Dude, it's so weird. And what, what, I'm hopping on that right really quick. But like what trips me out about that is like, that's, that's COVID. What happens if like a huge earthquake hits mm-hmm. where water pipes under the ground are broken, streets are cracked, potentially, I don't, I've never been in an earthquake, but right. hypothetically the Northwest is due for, mm-hmm. they say the big one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, I've driven through Sherwood, a town nearby before where some of their traffic lights have been out, like just yeah. like a couple blocks of traffic lights were out on the main strip. Traffic was backed up for miles and miles and miles because two stoplights were out. And I'm, I'm in that traffic thinking like, what happens if an earthquake hits? Like, yeah, it would be absolute chaos. And I don't know. That's kind of where my mind went to yep. with prepping is, and same thing with COVID. When you see something, you're like, when you, when you get a little glimpse of it, then you're like, Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And then when you become a dad and a husband, it's one thing if I were a single guy and it's like, all right, I might be able to fool myself into thinking I can run to the mountains and like hunt a squirrel (laughs) (laughs) or go fit. Maybe fishing is more realistic for me. Uh, (laughs) Catch a fish, you know, out of the river. Um, But, but when you think of through, I got, I got little mouths that feed you need to feed and a wife that I want to take care of. You know, that it kind of switches a different um, thing for me. Uh, So yeah, COVID for me was like the big, yeah. And so I, that's us, you know, that, that's your story, my story. But even just recently, did you hear about the, um, what was it? The, uh, they called it, it probably has a fancier scientific name, but there was an inland hurricane in Iowa. That's not a thing. It's a thing. That sounds fake. I put it, let me, I wrote it down. That's nuts. It's a real thing. Deadly Dereco. Direct D E R E C H O Direco. Huh. I don't know if that's like the tech. I should probably be smarter. I should probably look that up. No, never heard of it. It says the, the headline was Deadly Direco leaves path of destruction across Midwest, 800,000 without power. This Whoa. was like two weeks ago. Wow. I didn't know. So I didn't, I, I heard nothing about this on the news. I'm not a huge news guy, but I hadn't heard nothing about this on the news. Uh, this kind of shows me how much I geek out, but I'm part of some prepper groups on Uh-oh. Facebook. Oh, <laughs> you just went up a couple points. I know. I, that's Close true. I'm probably, I'm probably 15. Now I'm like a 18. I'm part of these prepper groups. And a side note, by the way, I'm going to have a lot of ADD moments. I'm so excited me about too. this geeking, okay. geeking out <laughs> episode, but I don't have any friends on Facebook because especially during political seasons, mm-hmm. it's just way overwhelming for sure. me. So last election, I, I deleted all my Facebook friends, but I kept my Facebook account open to be part of the dad tired Facebook group. And then any other groups that were of interest. Okay. So now my Facebook feed is a lot more enjoyable. Mm. Um, anyway. Yeah. So I'm part of these prepper groups and, uh, and one of some guy said, he's like, Hey, you guys, have you heard about this, this weather that we had out in Iowa? Uh, we haven't had power in a week. 
And I was like, oh my God, like what, how do you, how do we not hear about this? But people hadn't had, and it was in multiple States and they were talking about how they couldn't get, like they were driving an hour to get gas. This guy had driven an hour to get gas and he, he actually ran out of gas trying to go get gas an hour away. It's like, this is 2020. Yeah. And this kind of stuff is happening. Well, even in Oregon, I don't remember if it was last year or the year before, but my wife's folks down in Eugene, uh, they had like a huge snowstorm. I don't remember when this was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too long ago. And same thing. They were without power for like five to seven days, which isn't a crazy amount. But like, think of all the food in your freezers, your refrigerator, yeah. like everything we rely on power for. You really don't realize it until you lose power right. for like multiple, even a couple hours. I'm like, oh man. Like yeah. I start to notice things that you just don't notice, yeah. but that's local. I mean, and they just had snow, snow yeah. time, you know? So right now as we're recording this, it is August, the end of August, 2020. There are, there's that hurricane that I, that I just mentioned, uh, the inland hurricane, uh, in the Midwest. And then there are California had a major heat wave this last week, 110 temperatures sustained for like 10 days in a row. So the, the state was actually shutting off people's power for 12 hours at a time because the grid was getting overloaded. Uh, everyone had their AC on power grid in California. Couldn't handle it. They're wow. shutting people's power off. Yeah. Plus all the fires too. Plus all the fires going on. So you have, you know, this is a very real thing for people. And then at, even as of this week, major hurricanes in Louisiana, and Tes- mm-hmm. Texas, my friend, Micah Tyler, his, his house was right in the thick of the, uh, right in the bullseye of where it was supposed to hit in Texas. So, I mean, there, I'm sure there are guys listening right now whose families are affected from these hurricanes yeah. and going through this stuff. And then actually last night, um, in Portland, there was a riot, uh, you know, we've 80 something days of rioting mm-hmm. in Portland. Um, but somebody, did you hear somebody died last night down there? Somebody got shot one. There were two clashing riots, uh, you know, mm. not to yeah. get at all political, but yeah. one political side <clears throat> showed up to the other political side and someone literally shot and killed somebody. Um, so these are the kind of things that, that are in the news like this week right. that I'm like thinking about, okay, our world feels a little unstable. Uh, and so how do you think through yeah. protecting as family, uh, your family in the midst of that? Anyway, that's where I'm at. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what crazy times, crazy times. That's what got me on the path. But I think before we dive into like, you know, gear and kind of geek out on that, all that stuff, yeah. it's just important for us as men to really ask, our, ask ourselves, like, does, is this important? Does God actually care about this stuff as a Christian man? Am I wasting my time, my energy, my my effort here should it be towards other things? So, I want to dive into that a little bit. I, I want to get into like from a scriptural, uh, you know, biblical theological perspective. And here's the here's like the truth: you can make a case for just about anything uh, with the Bible if you pull verses out of context, looking for what you want the Bible to say. Yeah, that's just the reality. Yep. Like, I could make a full on argument that one hundred percent. As a Christian man, you should be a prepper. The Bible says so. <laughs> uh, I can say the opposite. You know, I yeah. can pull out verses and say, well, let me just, I'll read you a couple. Yeah. Uh, Matthew 6, 21. Do not store up treasures where moth and rust destroy, right? Okay. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. That's again, Matthew six twenty one. Um, oh, and he goes on to say for where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. I think that's important for what we're talking about. Matthew six thirty four. Um, do not worry about tomorrow. He's talking about seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be taken care of. He's talking specifically about like 
worldly needs like food, shelter, clothing, these kind of things. Like, don't worry about that. Don't worry about tomorrow. God's going to take care of everything you need. Just seek first God's kingdom today. So you just read even just those two verses and we can go on and on, but for the sake of time, you'd be like, well, God doesn't want me. Why? As, why worry? Yeah. Why worry? Yeah. It, biblically, you shouldn't make it. You should. Jesus says, don't stress. Um, then you read verses in Proverbs, Proverbs 22, verse three says the prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. So, I mean, you, you can make a whole case there. Like, okay, if you're wise, if you've, if you got some wisdom, you see there's danger coming and you're preparing for it. But you know, kind of the, the simple man who doesn't really, he's not thinking through this stuff because he's not being wise because he's not seeing the danger. He's going to go on and suffer. Uh, and then also in Proverbs, it talks about, look at the ants, like look at how they collect food and they store their food and they prepare themselves. Like, don't be lazy. Make sure that you've got prepared or verses that talk about like taking care of your family. It would be better if you know, it, I'm misquoting the verse, but essentially like this is a big deal for you as a man of God, a protector of your family, take care of your family. Uh, so again, you can pull out any scripture verses and really make a, a case. I, here's where from a biblical perspective, were you going to say something there? No, no, okay. go ahead. Here, from a biblical perspective, I, I want to give like three reasons why Jared Lopes has decided that I want to be somewhat prepared for some kind of emergency. Um, this is, these are my three reasons why. The first one is this. I want to serve, steward, and bless the little kingdom that God has given me dominion over. And let me give an example. Some people are going to hear that and be like, what the heck are you talking about? Here's what I mean. Um, Genesis 1, God's creating all the things. He's God. He's king. He's creator. And then he says, we're going to create humankind. And he says that they would rule over the land, the fish, the sea, the animals, that they would have dominion over these things. So from a theological perspective, God creates, he is the creator. He, all of the earth is his dominion, but he invites humans to participate in his dominion for the flourishing of the world. We're not robots. We're not just like sitting there, God's handing us stuff. But what's amazing about God is that he says, join me, like join me and making uh, expanding heaven throughout the whole world work with your hands and like let humans flourish, make babies multiply. Like all of this is like good human flourishing. And what we know from the scriptures, you move two chapters forward, they fail immediately. <laughs> like, there's sin in the world. They mess it up. There's like, I mean, just, they don't do a good job at like stewarding the stuff that God gave them. And if it were, if it weren't Adam, it'd be the next guy, right? Like all of us, fail at the capacity to steward what God has given us. And so that could be um, my marriage. It could be the little dominion that God has given me in this home with my kids, Mm -hmm. with my lawn, with my house, with my job, whatever it is, like whatever my hands are involved in as a man of God, there should be flourishing. There should be, uh, we should get glimpses of the kingdom of heaven here on earth because God has said, join me. And like making the world flourish. So the the way that this ties back to prepping in my mind is um, I see my little family as kind of this little kingdom, right? And and for those of you listening, don't get like weirded out by that and and think like, what are you talking about? Kingdom, Jared, like, you know, God's only the one with the kingdom for sure. God is ultimately the one with dominion, but he does give us things to steward well. The earth, the, the our jobs, our families. And so when I think through stewarding my little family well am i prepared to take care of them am i prepared to like 
make sure that they have a, that they're blessed and that they feel safe and cared for. And am I not being like just frivolous in the way that I'm thinking through really caring for this little dominion that God has given me over? So that's the first reason. Uh, yeah, as a good. as a new dad, any thoughts on it? Does that like resonate anything with you? Like a little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind now. I mean, I'm only six months into being yeah. a dad, so I'm super noob. So take everything I say with a grain of salt. But, but your dad tired. You're feeling dad tired. Uh, that's, yeah, the most. Yeah, but it's worth it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, the first thing that comes to mind is just being prepared. Like now, I I have another little tiny human that I want to make sure is safe yeah. and taken care of in every facet of the word, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that definitely comes back just being prepared for what could happen yep. in multiple areas of my life to deal with that if and when it happens. Yep. So yeah, yeah, just that added responsibility even more so I think. Yep. So yeah. So and when you see yourself as like this is the little, uh, the little slice of earth that God has given me to steward well. I want to do well. Like I want to take care of my wife. I want to yeah. take care of my kids. There, there is a. It's deeper than just like I'm a good. I want to be a good guy. Uh, it, or I want to be it's kind of kind of a macho protector. When we see it through a through a biblical perspective, it's like no, I, I want to I want the things that I'm involved in to flourish because I want to be partnering with God to see His kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. This is the way the Father takes care of His kids, and I want to be the Father that points back to the heavenly Father, right? And so I take care of my family so that there's flourishing. That, that they feel blessed. I don't want my kids to say, well, I, I feel really unsafe here mm. or my wife to feel, say, I feel really unsafe. That is not the relationship that I think God would want us to provide for our family. So that's the first reason. Second reason is this. I want to bless, I want to protect, and I want to act on behalf of the vulnerable. So as followers of Jesus, we are on mission to see God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Here's the reality. You're sitting in my house right now. Um, the person that I live on a little private driveway next door to me, I have a widow okay. uh, and two houses down. There's a couple mm. deep into their um, senior years. Um, the reality is if some major catastrophe happened, they would be in trouble. I'm yeah. guessing, right? They, yeah. Maybe they wouldn't, but I'm guessing that they would be vulnerable to that. And so as a missionary, whether I am sipping a fancy drink on some tropical Island or whether I am, filling out a spreadsheet at work or I'm a neighbor or in the middle of a catastrophe, I'm seeing myself on mission for the glory of God. And so part of my, I I am of no value to my neighbors. I am not blessing them if I'm in full on panic mode when something hits, right? That's not a, that's, there's no good missionary stuff happening there. In fact, the opposite of that would be, I become very self-protective Yes. I have to protect my own family. Absolutely, which is a huge piece of that is we should talk about later. I don't want to interrupt you, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. huge. Well, I'm, I'll write down. Let's get to, I want to hear some thoughts on self-protective mode. But th- that's the, I, I I cling on to everything. Yeah. Uh, you better not come over here. You better not, don't even, you know. <laughs> yeah, you go into like a fear-based mentality of yep. like, yeah, it's it's just horrible. It's kind of, I would say it's almost human nature, like, almost like a animal, an animal yeah. Yeah, backed into a corner. Like mm-hmm. you have no other option, but to defend and survive. And which if you prepare properly, hopefully you can not get to that point. Exactly. At least be more of a blessing. Yeah. And, and not so dude. And you're right, man. If, if there were really, if there were some catastrophic thing to happen, the reality is, uh, I can look at my widow neighbor with all the compassion in the world right now, but if it's her or my kids, in the middle of a catastrophe, I'm going animalistic, like I'm protecting my kids, right? Yeah. 
And I don't want to live like that. Like, I don't want to put myself in that situation. Obviously, I don't know all the things that could happen. And, you know, we're speaking in a lot of um, hypotheticals here. But I want to at least be mentally prepared. I want to be spiritually prepared. I want to be physically prepared so that my widow neighbor or my, the seniors down the way, I don't see them as a threat to my little domain, but like, no, let me bless you. Yeah. Come here. You need some help. You need- well, selfishly, like it's nice to be in that position where you, in, you can help others yes. in times of need. Like it feels good to be that person like, oh, you need something? Yeah, come on over. I have it. And yeah. feel good about giving that away. Yes. Like you have extra X, Y, Z. You don't need to hoard it or be defensive. And there's just there's something good about being in that position as well to help help people in that circumstance. That sounds like the kingdom. That's yeah. much more missionary-like. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So I want to bless. I want to protect. I want to act on behalf of the vulnerable. I think that's what God does. He looks out for the vulnerable. He fights on their behalf. He protects them. And uh, so that's what I want to be like. That's part of the reason I'm preparing. And then th- third and lastly here from a biblical perspective, Paul says, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Meaning if I'm on earth alive, I am it's a it's a blessing. I get to see God's kingdom expanded. So the reality is, dude, like I want to live a long life. I don't want to die short. If there is a earthquake happening or COVID thing got 10 times worse and we couldn't eat for I don't want to die. I don't want my kids to die. I don't want my wife to die. I want to live a long life for the glory of God. I want every single day is an opportunity to know God better and to help other people know God better. That's a gift. But I also hold that knowing uh to die, as Paul said, is gain. Ultimately, my goal is to be with Jesus. And so uh, even if I died, like, no problem. I get to go. Paul was saying that, like, you're going to throw me in prison? Cool. I'll convert all those people to Christianity. Cool. You're going to whip me? I'll suffer for the glory of God. Like, there was no way to stop this guy, you know, but it was just that same kind of mindset. To live is Christ. To die is gain. And so for me, uh, I want to live a long I want to be engaged as a dad for as long as possible. I want to love my wife on this earth for as many days as I can. And there's some complexities to that. I, I, God already has the days of my life numbered and all that. But from just a if there's some kind of wisdom I can have, and if I can be part of living some extra days or extra years, I want to be wise in that. And I want, I want to live for as long as possible for the glory of God. Now, that being said, I want to live a long life, not because life is the end goal. Because listen, whether it's a catastrophe or whether it's a rock flying up and going through my windshield and hit me tomorrow, um, we're all bound for death, right? Death yeah. is inevitable. It's going to happen. Um, so life isn't necessarily the goal. But if there's a way for me to 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 like be engaged as a follower of Jesus for as many days on this earth, I'll take it. I'll take as many days as God will give me. And if there's a way for me to prepare for that, um, I want to be prepared. So those are my three reasons when I think through disaster prep. I'm sure there's more, but mm-hmm. those are kind of the three motivating factors. Those for are me. good. Those are really good. There's so many like analogies or metaphors that come to mind when I was, I'm just listening to you mm-hmm. talk. And one of them that I'll probably mess up is it's just like car insurance. Like there's a peace of mind that you feel as yeah. a driver yeah. Uh, when you have good insurance and you know it's good, it's going to cover you no matter what happens and you have X amount of deductible or whatever. Yeah. There's just a peace of mind when you drive. It's like, hey, you know what? If I get smashed and physically I'm okay and everyone everyone's all right, I'm not worried about it. Like right. I have good car insurance. Like right. that's what it's there for. Yeah. I would say there's a direct parallel to prepping in one way or another is like you have these things so that if something happens, you, you're okay. Like you feel yeah. good about it. There's that peace of mind that you can go on day to day. Yeah. Not, and then that kind of directly relates to like that balance of living life, not in fear, yeah. but also being prepared. And how do you balance that? Because yeah. a lot of people, not necessarily that I know, but I know that a lot of people do 
they prepare and they research about, oh, if this happens, then this and that, here's what's going to happen. And then they're just always thinking about that negative side of like, yeah, you know, just all the negatives that come from what could happen and right. being prepared. And then they go overboard and they build bunkers. And I mean, yes. what some people would say is overboard. Some people wouldn't right level 100 again, but, <laughs> yeah. um, so anyways, I don't know. Yeah. Just that balance of living life in fear, being prepared, being aware, not putting your head in the sand, but yes. also just not being a negative Nancy all the time. Well, let that, I'm glad you said that. Cause that actually made me think of this. Like at the end of the day, the Bible, it, you could pull out verses and make an argument for whatever you want. But at the end of the day, the Bible is explicitly clear that there is a life and there are things much bigger than just my physical safety. And if there's anything that the Bible talks about in regards to preparedness, often it's to be prepared to meet Jesus, <laughs> like prepare the day is coming where we are going to be face to face with Jesus. And so I think for us as men, what we need to decide is like, am I preparing more for some natural disaster more than I am to stand face to face with God? Ooh, that's deep. <laughs> and, uh, that's and good. that's what we should be preparing for. Cause dude, my compass and my little cool lighter is going to seem <laughs> stupid when I'm standing in front of Jesus, right? Like it's going to seem real silly. Um, and that's the, that's the day that is inevitably coming. Will there be a disaster? Who knows? But will I stand face to face to Jesus? And will he say, were you like obedient? Were you faithful? Did you pursue me with everything you had? That question is coming for sure. Uh, will the disaster come? Will the earthquake come? Don't know. Maybe. Will I stand before Jesus? hundred percent. And so that dude, you want to prepare, like prepare your spirit to be obedient to Jesus, repent, be a man who is humble and chases after God. That is what is most important. And you can like, you can't not get that by reading the scripture. Um, So I think from just a biblical perspective, that's the thing that we need to be prepared for. And I think that's what you were saying is like, uh, I don't want to be obsessed. I want to be, I don't want to put my head in the sand, but if I'm more obsessed about my preparing than I am my following Jesus and being a man after God, my priorities are out of whack. Right. Preach, Jared. Preach. Getting a little. Uh, that's good. Getting a little heated here. No, that's good. That's <laughs> Convicting <true>. myself, even. <laughs> I know you're over there, just like he's really convincing himself. This is good. <laughs> just like I should probably turn off all my blogs and get off those Facebook groups. <laughs> oh man! All right, man. Let's dive into. Uh, let's wrap up our time by diving into the fun stuff. Okay. Uh, I asked you to bring over some of your favorite gear. Yeah. Again, dadtire.com forward slash prep. We're going to have links to all of these in there. Um, I want to talk about a couple favorite things that I have here. First, this is not a tangible thing. Uh, or I guess it could be, but I listened to an audiobook. You can buy the actual book, but I listened to the audiobook. Have you read the second after? No, but it rings a bell. Oh, dude. This will get you like, you talk about kind of get obsessed with it. This will kind of make you obsessed Uh-oh. with it. I'm not a big reader to be honest. That might surprise some people. I'm not a huge reader. I, I, I have a little bit of ADD. It's hard for me to like stay on track and finish a book. This thing, I was so bummed when this book was over because it was so good. It's fictional, but um, Newt Gingrich, who's been a politician for years and years and years, uh, he said, it, this is a, he's, he did the foreword to the book. He's like, this is fictional, but every American should read this book because the reality that these situations could actually play out in America are so likely <laughs> that like everyone should be reading this book and be prepared. So it's called The Second After. If you don't have an Audible membership already, you can get it for free. If you go to dadtire.com forward slash audible, again, I'll put it on that, that prep page. Um, but I highly, there's some cuss words in it and it's not, it's definitely not a Christian perspective. Um, but it's just a fascinating read. 
Hmm. You should definitely read it. I, I don't even know what it's about exactly yet, and you've piqued my interest. I'm like, I it's about EMPs, electrical Uh-oh. magnetic pulse. You just went up like three points. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to be like a 70 by the do time. You, do you know what a Faraday cage is? Uh, that protects the magnetic pulse, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. 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 And they're, they're, people like make homemade ones, right? Yeah. Like garbage cans. Yeah. And you slap the lid on and they put like a generator or something inside so that if an EMP pulse hits, yes. it goes around that. And then the thing inside is still active. Dude, if you don't know about EMPs, for those of you listening, it is like... It's a thing. It's a thing, and it is freaky. Uh, I won't go too deep into it, but this book, the one the one second after book, it's very good. Very, very good. It's got like ridiculous, like tens of thousands of five out of five stars. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very well done. Um, all right. So let's dive into a couple of my favorite... Let's just... Let's rotate. You tell me one of your stuff. Obviously, okay. you didn't bring over your whole house, no, but no. you brought over some of your favorite stuff. Well, uh, to preface this, I would say like the gear that you should get into, in my opinion, the gear you get into should directly correlate to what you think you need to be prepared for. Right? Good. So yeah. like back when I started getting into this, a lot of the stuff was like... I remember YouTubing like bush crafting stuff, guys stuck in the woods like, Oh, I need this stove and I need, yeah. and it was cool. Cause it, it linked back to backpacking and hiking and I did, and I do use that stuff. But now it's like, what are the chances that I'm really going to be like out in the middle of the woods yeah. without a car, like by myself without like that scenario isn't necessarily I've prepped for it. Just, yeah, it's unlikely, but I'm yes. prepared. <laughs> but yeah. I do have the bushcraft series books. That's not even in my five things to recommend, but I do have it over here. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of how my, I got into that type of stuff first. And then over the years, it's kind of graduated and morphed into more of like what I would call more of a real realistic situation for my specific scenarios, which is like, I'll probably be at home most right. of the time with right. my six month old right now. Yeah. My wife will most likely be at work 15, 10 miles away or so. Mm. So in that event, if should something happen what do we need to be prepared for and in my opinion for our demographic or not demographic geological location it's probably uh, an earthquake most likely right or something of that style right. i don't know right so i'm thinking about like electricity mm-hmm. water communication yep. yeah um, like maybe the grocery stores are running out of food and yep. stuff like that um so anyways to preface that that's what some of my stuff that's is kind of i tried to pick out some stuff that kind of went towards that and that's a very real, realistic scenario for a lot of people natural disasters uh, like we like we started this episode there are people who are listening to this right now who have dealt with those natural right. disasters this right. week and it's crazy because some of this stuff is so little in my opinion like i'll, I'll show one let's dive right into it okay yeah yeah so for example in my hand i'm holding a like basically a little battery pack. It's yeah. like six inches by three and an inch thick or something. It's just used to like charge your cell phone. You can plug your, it's like a little battery bank, but if you flip it out, it's got a built in solar panel yeah. on it. There's like so many situations in the world. If people just had one of these, yep. they could charge their phone every day. They could, you know, there's, they could plug in little USB lights to this and have lighting at night. Yep. They could do all sorts of stuff with this little sucker and it fits in your pocket. It's about the size of an iPhone. That should, I mean, that should just be in everyone's car. Yeah. Your Absolutely. car breaks down and you're driving up the mountain or something. You can't call someone for help. Your phone dies or yeah. your whatever. That thing's yeah. going to. And again, yeah. like I think I probably bought this with like backpacking in mind because yeah. then I can take maybe, maybe you can charge your camera or something off of this, but it's a little heavy for that. I mean, depending on how much gear you bring when you're backpacking or stuff, but there's no excuse not to have, in my opinion, there's no excuse not to have something as simple as this. It yep. has a light on the back. So it's a flashlight. It's a solar panel. It's a battery charger all in one little thing. I love it. And it's, I think it's like 20 or 30 bucks. Yep. So we'll put a link to that. That's a great, that's a great, I have one of those. Um, I love those. The solar powered battery charger, USB charger. 
All right, man. My uh, my first thing is this lighter. I wish you guys again go to the YouTube, go to YouTube. Hopefully, you yeah. think we're still recording? I could check. Go look over okay. there while, as I pull this out. Uh, so Ethan's going to check the camera. But I've got this lighter. What is this lighter called? It's like a uh, it's like arc, lighter. arc lighter, like ARC ARC. Uh, it's like a little torch. Uh, we still recording? No, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there could be, there's a, there's a good chance you guys that, uh, we messed up the camera thing. I apologize. Uh, but again, we'll put links to all this in the show notes so you can actually see these things, but there, there's this, there's a little lighter. It is tiny. I don't know. What would you compare this to? It's, um, uh, like maybe a little bit bigger than like a Bic lighter. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And it's, it's USB charged. You don't need any fuel. So which you, is, which is huge. You and I have talked about this a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Like fuel is going to be very scarce. Fuel runs out. It's limited. It's very limited. At all times. So you want we want things, again, you have a portable USB solar charger. I can charge this little lighter and I can create a fire anywhere at any time. Absolutely. Which is crucial. And I, if it's okay, I'm going to piggyback right off of that. Yep. A lot of the stuff that I've gotten over the years, I don't do like batteries now. I always look for stuff that is USB chargeable because I know I have stuff like this that'll charge it. Yep. So whether that's like a bigger solar panel or just something as small as this. Yeah. Um, let me grab them. The, these little walkie talkies. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't have walkie talkies, so I'm interested to hear what. Uh, well, let me just. Yeah. What do you got? You. What do you got there? So these are not super complicated. They're just Motorola walkie talkies, but these specific ones are waterproof. Mm. So I actually got these for paddleboarding with my wife because mm-hmm. she would like, I have a sense to like go off on my own and adventure around a corner or something. Mm-hmm. And then she gets worried cause she can't find me and I'm, <laughs> I'm chasing birds or something. And we got deeper world. marital things that we need to talk through here, but go ahead and just leave her on a waterfall. <laughs> I just, I go where my boat takes me. Uh, anyways, so these are cool because we can strap them to our paddleboards and if ah. they fall in the water, it's not a big deal. They float, they're waterproof Dang. and they have, supposedly like a one or two mile range. So hmm. it's not good for like, if my wife is in, you know, 10 miles away at work right. and I'm in my house, obviously that's not going to work. Yeah. But if you're traveling around like a caravan where you're in, you're in your car and I'm in mine and we're cruising, we can talk to each other on these. They're super simple or on a lake or hiking or whatever. Um, and then I think they have a weather channel on them oh, and they cool. have a built-in flashlight on the bottom and ah. they have a whistle, a whistle that like clips to your belt. So wow. the belt clip. So it's kind of a very survival oriented walkie talkie. I'm sure they have different versions of them. You can get like packs of two or packs of three or packs of four, but I like these. And again, they're USB chargeable. So you pop this little sucker open and there's no batteries. There's no, it's all built huge. in, which pros and cons. I mean, it's nice if you have batteries and they run out, you can just swap them with right. this. You have to charge it. But right. again, your batteries will eventually die. And then what yeah. do you do? A walkie talkie without batteries is just a chunk of plastic. So yep. So anyways, I like okay. these. How much are the, those expensive? I think I don't quote me on it, but I think it's 90 bucks for this set of two, which oh, that's it's good. not yeah. that expensive. There's walkie talkies like anything. You can get walkie talkies yeah. for like a thousand dollars a piece. Right. But these are fairly simple. Uh, all right. I'm going to piggyback off yours and I've got this little, uh, solar radio. So, uh, it's like a AM FM radio, uh, completely does not need, you can charge it via USB. If yeah. you want, you can even put, uh, um, uh, batteries in it. Um, but the cool thing is it actually, it's like a hand crank. Yeah. Like you can just crank it yeah. and get some juice going. Got the solar uh, ability to charge. And then it also has some USB charging ports here. So, uh, if there's, you know, if there's a major emergency, you're not turning on the news. If, uh, if electricity goes out, yeah. uh, you may not even be able to 
throw up, put up your phone if there's no internet, right? To uh, or yeah. Wi-Fi towers or whatever are going down, or cell towers are going yeah. down, or Wi-Fi's out. Uh, it's going to be hard to understand what's going on. So hopefully, information. somebody information is uh, is key. It's going to be key. Yeah. yeah. So I'll jump on one. This is kind of there's like three products I could talk about, and I'll do them all quickly. But it falls under the category of water. So in my opinion, water is crucial, crucial. Mm -hmm. And luckily here in the Pacific Northwest, like we're pretty blessed. I mean, you could dig a hole in your front yard right now and find water. Mm. Like there's so much water in the soil typically. Yeah. Maybe not in August, but most of the year our ground is just soaked with water Mm. and there's streams everywhere and there's waterfalls and just, you can drink out of a puddle for all I care. But long story short, you need to filter that water most of the time. Yep. So one of the products is a life straw. Very popular. Have you heard of life straw? Oh yeah, I got one. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. So super popular product. Um, Life straws are cool because you can just stick it in a source of water and suck through it and it'll, it'll filter that water, the pressure, and you can drink it. Yeah. The problem is that, and this is what I found with life straws. I have one. So again, I'm not, I'm not bashing life straw in any way. I think they're very handy and you should have one. When I was doing my research about water filters though, I think the problem with life straw is that once you use it, once water goes through the life straw, if I interpreted correctly, essentially you've started a timer oh, on the useful life yeah, of that product. So yeah. now it's been tainted by dirty water yep. and there's dirty water and stuff inside. Mm. And therefore it's, you can still use it for X amount of time, but after that amount of time you should throw it away. Yeah. So, and the other thing about life straw, which are, they're great. They're really good backpacking. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and they're good and they're they, cheap. Yeah. They serve a purpose for sure. Yeah. You yeah. should have a few of them uh, cause they're just so cheap, but you, you can't store water. Yeah. With them. And it, and if you like, I, I've got a bigger, fa- I got a growing family, you know? Yeah. So if you want to like have some water store, like if I'm going to go to the river just down the road, yeah. I want to be able to, I have life straw. I think they're amazing. Yeah. I think everyone should have them. And again, that kind of goes back to like the backpacking yeah. bias that I first got into right. this with. But what I learned through that is that life straws are cool because you can shove them in a puddle, like maybe a source of water that would not be easy to pick up yeah. and move. Yeah. But it has a limited life. You can't, what's called, but you can't back flush it. So there's another water filter that I would absolutely recommend. It's called the Sawyer Squeeze. Mm. Uh, And there's a couple of different versions on Amazon or their website, but it's a really good water filter. It's small, it's lightweight, and you can back flush it with a little syringe that they give you. So essentially you can just take the little baggie they give you and dunk it in whatever water source, screw it on through a little like water bottle type filter, Mm -hmm. and then just drink through it. And then when you're done with your trip or whatever, you take it home and with clean water from the sink, you push it back through and it pushes all that bacteria or what might've been in it back out the other end. Yeah. And you stick it in the windowsill for a couple of days in the sun to dry out and it's ready to go. Extends the life. Yeah. And it's, it's rated for like a million gallons or something like oh, that. Yeah. It doesn't filter out viruses, which is a whole, we could talk about water filters for like, mm. I'm not qualified, but we could talk yeah. nerd out about water filters for a whole hour. But anyways, that's, that's another product that I have in my bag. And then that pings right into this, which is a clean canteen water bottle. It has a wide mouth, so some water filters won't fit on it. But this is kind of cool. Again, goes back to backpacking, but it's just a water bottle, but it's not double insulated. It's just a steel container, Mm -hmm. which is kind of cool because what turned me on to it is you can be in the woods with this. You dip it in the stream, and if you don't have a water filter, if your water filter broke or whatever for long-term use, you can just literally scoop this with water and shove it in a fire or a bed of coals. yeah. And it'll boil the water, which will then purify it. Yep. And you can technically drink it safely. Um, and your your water bottle. It's basically like having a pot of water that yeah. you can boil anywhere. Yeah, it, essentially. But it's also just a good daily use. Right. I mean, it, it's a couple of years ago, I did like Christmas presents for my family of like little tiny bug out bag type things. And I think this is one of them. <laughs> you just upped your, uh, <laughs> you just upped your, uh, <laughs> 
I just wanted them to be prepared, you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's, it's so easy to have, like you could do this in the back of your car and fill this with like some snack bars. Yeah. And, I don't know, a little solar panel thing next to it. And you'd be like way more prepared than most people. So good. You know what I mean? Yep. If you just had a water filter, this and a little solar panel, yep. you'd be, yeah, you'd, I would recommend it, more. It, it would take, a, you'd, you'd add some days to your life that you yeah. wouldn't have if yeah, you didn't have it's it. It's so easy. And yeah. anyway, and it's got this little cup that it cozies right into. So it's so small and it's, I like it because it's a double feature. You can use it in your day to day life. It's just a water bottle, yeah. but it also serves multiple purposes. So, I love that. Yeah. Uh, food and water are kind of primary things here. So uh, when we were thinking through this episode, I actually thought through uh, some sponsors that make sense for like when thinking through prepping and surviving. And one of the companies that I reached out to was called ReadyWise. Uh, I wish you guys could see this. Uh, I'm holding up a bucket here and it is a, it's a six pound bucket. Uh, again, the company's called ReadyWise. They make these buckets, these pre-filled buckets that have, uh, they are one of the leaders in emergency food storage. So one of the things is like food is a big deal. It, and I, again, I realized that when I, when the COVID thing happened and I was like, oh my gosh, what will we do? Do we have enough food to last? And so I wanted a little bit of emergency food that at least prolonged us for a little bit. Some people go really crazy on like the whole food prep canning and all this stuff, but they make this very, very easy. They put them in these buckets. Uh, so this one that I'm holding up, there's 104 servings of food in here and it will last 25 years, just this one bucket, right? So I can keep it in a closet or, you know, you want to keep it in a cool, um, dry place. Um, but if I, if I store it correctly, it can last 25 years. And if it's about to expire and there's no big emergency, then I'm taking the kids camping and our, or we're just going to bust it out because they're actually really good food. Uh, they do gluten-free vegetarian organic. Uh, they even have vegan (gasps) for my guy over here for the next 15 days. If there's something happens, I'd like to repeat, it's a 30 day trial. (laughs) You can get some vegan stuff. Uh, but I mean, they, they just do a great job and the, the food is really good. I, we got some of these and Layla's like, what is this? How does it work? So I busted one open and had her try it. We like ate one for dinner yeah. and she's like, oh my gosh, this is like surprisingly very, very good. Which is huge. You should try the stuff you get. I yes. mean, if you're going to get a water filter, try it. If you're yeah. going to get this food, try it. Yep. Yeah. It's very, very good. So again, this company is called ReadyWise. They have a Facebook page. They have a blog where they give a lot of great tips. Even if you're not thinking like long-term survival stuff, they, they even just do like camping and backpacking food. So you can buy individual packs, makes it way easier than having to fill up a whole, uh, you know, prepare all the food for all the, all the whole family. These things really do. They taste amazing and it makes it much more simple. They have kits for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They have entrees, separate, separate staple buckets, uh, household items, milk buckets, egg buckets, fruit buckets, veggie buckets. They got all, they got everything. So, uh, yeah, ready wise food, a great company. It's going to help you in your survival prepping stuff or your backpacking or, uh, camping stuff and, uh, check out their stuff. You can go to readywise.com and, uh, get a couple there. Thank you. Readywise, for being a dad tired sponsor it's kind of a guilty pleasure like those dehydrated meals i just you I like them I, oh i have no reason to eat one and i'm like i kind of want one for dinner <laughs> you know they, like, i'm not kidding they really are very very good they are 10 times as good when you're hungry oh yeah i've been backpacking yep. and you're like you've backpacked all day and then you bust one of those out and you're like oh my yep. gosh yeah this is really really it's good. a game changer for sure yeah uh did what else you got over there well I've got a whole little case of stuff, but I was going to kind of do more of a like 
a philosophical thing to oh, be prepared dang. in. And okay. I, we don't need to dive too far into it, but this kind of ping pongs back to what I was saying is like, I think one of the categories people need to be prepared in is personal safety. Mm. And uh, that can be interpreted many different ways. Like some guys will hear that and they'll immediately think like, oh, I need a firearm. Yeah. Other guys will hear that and maybe they'll think pepper spray or whatever. Yeah. But I think personal safety in times of prepping is, is huge too, just mm-hmm. depending on how crazy it gets. And again, I'm not assuming the worst of everything, but yeah. I don't know. I think being being safe and comfortable in your own home and all those things you have prepped are not just going to get stolen by some guy breaking down your door. I think little things you can do. I've heard it said before in like security of like layers to an onion, right? If you just, the more layers to the onion, the more complicated it is for someone and the more work it is. So they'll Mm -hmm. probably just move on. Mm -hmm. So maybe personal safety can be interpreted just as like a motion censored light outside in your driveway. Yep. Like that's one layer to the onion. Yeah. Maybe if someone walks up might deter them. And then maybe you swap out your front door, uh, lock with like a better quality lock or something. Yep. Uh, like you and I, I know you have like Wi-Fi security cameras as Mm -hmm. I do around my house that Mm -hmm. my phone will go off if someone's in my driveway. Yep. There's another layer. And then maybe like the last layer, the core of the onion would maybe be a firearm or some form of personal protection. But I think that's just as important as a lot of these other things. And then again, you can ping pong that right back, like backpacking. If you're in the woods and a bear comes up, you should probably have something (laughs) ready. It doesn't matter what you brought. If you got mauled by a bear, doesn't matter how much freeze dried food you have. (laughs) Right? Like, uh, Smokey's enjoying it more than you are, right? Oh, Smokey the bears, that's something. Yep. Uh, yeah. So you're right. You know, I can have all this stuff in my home, but if my home is easily yeah. going to be taken over, uh, yeah. If your garage is open and people drive by all the time and they see like all this toilet, I mean, going to COVID yeah. toilet paper and right. like freeze dried food and yep. all this water and stuff. Like, who do you think? If things really get bad, yep. There's some quotes like have have more than you show and say less than you know. Mm. And I would apply that to, I think yeah. that's what it is. I'd apply that this, like, don't go flaunting to everybody. Like, yeah. oh man, I just went and bought thousand dollars worth of trees, dyed food. Probably like, shouldn't be doing this episode. <laughs> well, I don't no, think you're going to spend a thousand bucks on freeze dried food. Yeah. I would on ready wise. Thank you. Ready wise for being yes. sponsored. <laughs> the best. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great point. That's a great point. You want to make sure that you're actually protecting the stuff that you're, uh, I'm going to fly through a couple of these last ones I have here. Yeah. One one thing I have that's kind of unconventional that I think most guys probably aren't thinking about. Um, I bought a road atlas, a National Geographic National Geographic road atlas yeah. for every single state. They like make it in a in a bundle here. That's cool. Because, dude, if if GPS goes down, dude, yeah, yeah I have phones. I rely on ways to get anywhere. Like, yeah. I don't even know if I can get to my the kid's grandma's house, you know, from I, here. I couldn't have got here today to record this with <laughs> right. you if it wasn't for my phone. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, this has literally every road in the country. Uh, and I can just like open that thing up and just flip it up. And it's cool wow. to have. I want to get an RV one day. That's a dream of mine. Take the family on some road trips. So that'll come in useful even if I don't have a disaster strike, but yeah, that's a good one. I want to hit to, we've got, uh, I have a, uh, solar generator yeah. that this goes back to, you know, battery powered stuff, yeah. gas is limited, all that stuff. So I have a generator, a little generator by Jackery. There are a lot of great companies. You've got a, they're very popular right now. I've, yeah. I've, I've recently done a bunch of research about what, what they're calling solar generators. It's essentially just a giant battery pack because yes. it doesn't actually generate battery, right. but you can plug solar panels and stuff into it to replenish it. But, uh, yeah, I have a, a blue Eddie that I just ordered off their Indiegogo campaign. But, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to get one of these to sponsor the episode, but they, they cool. never, they never came through. Uh, but they are great. I have a Jackery one. I knew the Yeti ones are 
Blue Yeti? I think it's Blue Eddie. Blue like, Eddie. Yeah, I'm probably saying it wrong, but I no, I think that's right. right. When I and looked, there's, in, there's a ton. There's there, goal, yeah. there's Goal Zero. There's yeah. there's all sorts, and I think they're all good quality. But yep. that one specifically met my needs. Sometimes they limit, uh, or they're limited on the amount of power they can generate, mm-hmm. uh, just because it's solar powered. It's it's a big battery, yeah. essentially, and and to get more things powered, you have to pay a lot more money for yeah. those because it's again a really big battery charger. Um, so a big value for me is actually having an actual generator. So if the power goes out, you know, even again, these are real common scenarios. People have lost their power a lot this week in the U S for various reasons. And so I want to have like a good generator. Uh, my go-to, and again, this is a sponsor for the dad tire podcast, uh, is the champion generator. One thing that I love about the champion generators is that they do the dual fuel. So you can do propane or gas gasoline. Um, and, and the, you can get all sizes, you can get little generators, uh, you can get the, the giant ones, uh, but you can essentially power most everything in your home, not all at once. Um, but you can power like you can keep your fridge going. Yeah, that's crucial. Just fridge and freezer. If you, if you're one of those people that has like a chest freezer with food in it or something, cause a lot of people will prep like, Oh, I'm going to stock the freezer up and just have a bunch of food. Yeah. And then the power goes out. Right. And three or four days later, it's like, that's all you have to eat it all. So yep. yeah. yeah, you have to and, keep it cold. And, yeah. And they're really good at champions, really good at they're, like, they tell people like, be prepared, like know what you prioritize, what you want to prioritize ahead of time. So that when something goes out, you've, you've actually have a plan and, you know, having a, a, uh, even though gas is limited, having a little bit of extra around and having that generator around is going to give you a peace of mind. They've got all kinds of uh, sizes and, and wattage that you can choose from. Um, obviously, the higher wattage you get, the more the cost increases, but they really are some of the top rated, highest quality generators that you can get out there. Uh, very, very good stuff. Um, one thing that they that, that's just so important for anybody that has a generator to keep in mind is that you cannot run this thing indoors or even in your garage. Very, very dangerous. People die every year from running a generator. Wow. Um, so that, that, you know, it's very important. Like if you're going to get one of these, run it outside. Right. Cause it creates fumes, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to be safe with that. I mentioned earlier, uh, my wife's, so my, my in-laws, my wife's parents down yeah. in Eugene had that snowstorm a year or two ago Yeah, and they have tons of freezers. She does have, has an amazing garden and it mm. stores all this stuff and mm. just awesome produce that she has. But they had to power their freezers and the way they did that was through a gas generator oh. and it got them through the week and it's, it's crucial. So somebody said in that Iowa in the prepper thing that I was telling about when that they had that inland hurricane and nobody could get uh, gas or whatever, or they were out of power for a long time. They were, people were selling their generators at like ridiculously high markups because people needed power so badly. And so people were like, wow. you know, somebody that had extra was just putting all that to say, wow. uh, they are a hot commodity in the middle of emergency. If yeah. you have a generator, you uh, are going to be several steps ahead of the game. So again, That's Champion nice. makes some of the best generators out there. Uh, make sure that you, you and they 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 sell them everywhere. You can get them on Amazon or any of the big stores, but uh, they make some of the best ones out there. So. That's what we recommend. Thank you, uh, Champion, for sponsoring that episode. Uh, any final thoughts or or anything you'd want to? I would just say, I mean, I always have ten more thoughts, but just to kind of finish it off, I would say, just you don't have to be the bunker guy with the bunker under your house to be prepared. I have a little kit in my car. It's not a full bug out bag. I used to have what they call a bug out bag, mm-hmm. and now it's just this little kit, and it's just got stuff that's useful on a daily basis that I might need, like. I mean, simple stuff like chapstick, a little mm-hmm. saw, mm-hmm. a life straw, a bandana, like some baby wipes, a change of clothes, like 
I mean, if you have a change of clothes in the car, technically you're a prepper. Like you're, you're preparing <laughs> right. yeah, for something yeah. that might happen. Yeah. And, and if it does, then you're good to go. So yeah. same thing with my little kit. It's got like some work gloves in there and just some snacks like granola bars and stuff. And it's amazing how often that comes in. Like mm. we were on an off forest road last month or something. And we got up to the top and there was a big RV that was stopped in the middle of the road because a tree had fallen. Oh, wow. And he was like this older, older guy clearing debris. So my buddy and I hopped out. And it was like super splintery. Anyways, I had gloves and a saw in wow. my car. So I was able to comfortably help with that situation more. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I can actually, I have stuff for this. Hold on. I ran yeah. back and got it. And it's just nice. That to feels have so that. good. It does. You're just yeah. like, man, this is finally, yes. <laughs> I'm using this stuff. <laughs> All of this is built in this <laughs> yeah. moment. I can use my gloves. It, they're like, no, I got it. I'm just going to break it. My hand. No, I'm going to saw it. I'll chop this whole thing up. Well, please don't. I've been waiting for this moment. So anyways, yeah, just whatever level you need to go to. I, I think it's just part of being responsible and having that peace of mind. You can go as deep down the rabbit hole as you want. Um, but again, a lot of this stuff is just useful on a daily basis, having some walkie talkies. So when you're camping with your buddy, you can throw one in his right. car and having a little solar panel and a pair of gloves, it takes up no space yep. and it just makes some scenarios so much more comfortable and easy. So, yep. yeah. And, and again, that you could be a blessing to other people. Uh, yeah, like absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Which is the end goal here to, uh, continue to see the kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We'll end with this verse. John sixteen thirty three says this, Jesus talking, he said, I have said these things to you. Uh, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And uh, and that's where we're at. Um, there's going to be some hard stuff. Jesus promised it. You will have tribulation. There's going to be some hard stuff. But because of me, Jesus, he says, uh, you can have peace. Take heart, I've overcome the world. So we prepare. We want to take care of our families. We want to be a blessing. But at the end of the day, we sleep well at night because we know that uh, we've prepped even more spiritually, that we're trying to be men who just want to love Jesus and love our families well. And uh, to live is Christ. We'll, we'll, we'll take every day we can get, but to die is even a bigger gain because we get to go be with the king. Um, so anyway, I hope this was a fun episode for me to geek out. Thanks, Ethan, for hanging out, man. Absolutely, man. It's wow. a pleasure being on. I appreciate it. This is one sliver of Ethan's uh, expertise and things that he's good at, so we'll have to have him on for uh, different things. But... All right, man. Well, let's go love our families and prep for the end of the world. Sounds good. <laughs> See ya. Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this as well, would you just do us a huge favor and share this episode over with them? I hope you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. See ya.